Having football down to a science starts with having sleep down to a science. Because the better you sleep, the better you show up on game day. That's why NFL players rely on the Sleep Number 360 smart bed. It senses their movement and automatically adjusts to keep them effortlessly comfortable. And it tracks vital sleep metrics like average heart rate and average breath rate, so they know exactly how well they slept. It tackles the science. All they have to do is sleep. Don't miss our Labor Day weekend special. Save 50% on the new Sleep Number 360 limited edition smart bed, plus free premium delivery when you add a base. Ends Labor Day. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the NFL. ToplessRobot.com presents... Dude, Luke, the printer's still busted, man. What the fuck? How's it going, everybody? Welcome to episode 81 of the Topless Robot Podcast. My name is Ryan. I'm Tyler. I'm Brooks. Dan. And uh, we had an episode last week. Uh, That's why I say 81. 80 did exist. We did do an episode last week. It was too cool for the internet. It was fairly punished. Uh, My internet (laughs) connection was not having it. And uh, I think... Uh, the stream archive might exist on some things at like in like 10 to 15 minute chunks. Yeah. So we recorded an episode. The problem is only about a third of the frames got through to you and about a quarter of the audio. Yeah. <laughs> and because we're having to do the call in this way and it was my internet that was fucking up. It wasn't just a streaming that fucked it up. It was my communication to everyone else and their communication to me, which is where everything is being captured and recorded. So unfortunately, episode 80 is lost to time. Is Ryan saying anything? God damn it. Fuck you, Bruce. (laughs) (laughs) Shut the fuck up. So, uh, it has been a week. Um, has it? I think time's lost all meaning. (laughs) Yeah. Believe it or not, it's been a week. It's been another week in quarantine. Um, so, uh, let's get some of the Rona shit out, out of the way, right out the gate. Um, the prime minister of, uh, uh, the UK, uh, Boris Johnson, uh, has uh, tested positive for coronavirus and has just been admitted to the hospital as his symptoms worsened. Do you think he's still shaking people's hands? <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> his nurse walks into the room. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck it is with these world leaders. Like, Trump made the same proud declaration. Pence made the same proud declaration. That's what you do. You shake hands. No, I'm sorry. During a global pandemic, that all of that goes out the fucking window. None of that matters anymore. You don't do that because actually by doing that, you're showing how ignorant you are and how fucking stupid you are. Yeah, but that's what people want. That's what people want out of the world leaders now. Though. They want like egotistical businessmen. They don't want, you know, anybody who's even remotely rational it's fucking ridiculous it's absolutely ridiculous um and uh bolsonaro uh who you know that crazy fucker in uh south america wherever the fuck i can't remember who he where he's the president is it brazil 
I think it's Brazil. He still thinks that this is all, you know, a fucking scheme and it's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, I've, surprise, I've heard surprise. my share of that. Um, and I've been seeing a lot of the conspiracy. Somehow these conspiracy theorists have linked coronavirus to 5G. Yeah, oh, yeah. The towers, <laughs> brother, the towers. Woody, Har- Woody Harrelson's even in on it, too. How? So the one I read. Well, the 5G is obviously controlling the electronic birds, and then there was an envi- a virus that was uh, sent through the 5G to the birds that don't aren't real, and uh, that's <laughs> causing the coronavirus. Obviously, a, get woke, get woke. As and, I've said before, there's only room for one G in my life, brother, and that's God. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a big old capital on that. Fuck, I, you guys made me totally lose it. it. I had a thing, and I completely lost it. I absolutely lost it. No. Oh. Doing, doing that to Brooks fills me with great joy. Um, now you see what it feels like. I feel nothing. So, uh, don't quote me on this. I could be wrong, but if I'm not well, mistaken. Ryan said he could be wrong. If I'm not mistaken, 5G operates at the same frequency as broadcast television used to. And the whole reason that we're able to use 5G is because that broadcast television band is no longer in use. Uh, I could be mistaken. That could be a different. I might be mixing two different things. But the, the frequency with which 5G broadcasts is nothing new. So... Checkmate conspiracy theorists? Well, let's bring up the obvious uh, checkmate here. That theory is stupid. Check conspiracy. Uh, Yeah, there is that. (laughs) Quick rebuttal, brother. Uh, Your counter argument is exactly what the government has spoon fed to you. It is the response that I knew you would give. Oh, sorry, Obama told me that when he was when I met him in Kenya before he was president. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, I have decided. Follow Jesus. Uh, <laughs> thanks, Corona is the new thanks, Obama. <laughs> thanks, Corona. Man, I was really looking forward to this show that got canceled. Thanks, Corona. Man, I really am missing karaoke and not am and not at all going insane. Hashtag thanks, Corona. <laughs> so everyone, be sure to uh, post your uh, first world problems. Hashtag thanks, Corona. See now, Tyler, if uh, Smite had inter team voice chat, you could just sing to all the people that I'm dunking on the entire time. <laughs> That'd be one amazing. Of my, one of my favorite things to do used to be uh, while a friend of mine would play Call of Duty on Xbox Live on Xbox 360, I would have the headset. Uh, yeah, that's fun. <laughs> and you would just you just talk shit even though you're not, not even, even playing the game. No, not even talk shit. I'd just be like doing weird voices and like playing a character. Like one time I was just this, this little kid who really liked ice cream. And if anyone got the way of me and my ice cream, the motherfucker's getting blasted. <laughs> motherfucker's getting blasted for sure. 
Did you ever act like an old lady? Like, oh, what, what, what's the, uh, the, the shoot button again? That just Sunny. makes me think of uh, uh, Internet Comment Etiquette and uh, how ever, like all of his gameplay footage that he puts in, in his episodes whenever he has gameplay footage is him team killing. He'll ask something <laughs> at, like that's like mildly political or relevant to whatever the video is about and then be like uh, or try and get people to subscribe and then kill his entire team. <laughs> Nice, a proper madman. I can appreciate it. It is the best shit. So, uh, what uh, what has been happening this past week in entertainment? Uh, well, I, I've been enjoying watching. I know this is still Corona related, but I've been enjoying watching all of the late night shows being yeah. filmed. The, the first thing that came out is I have I've enjoyed watching the death toll rise every day. <laughs> <laughs> This will teach those boomers. It's been really interesting to see the late night shows adapt. Uh, watching last week tonight without an audience. That's um, so weird. It kind of creeps me out, to be honest. It's very <laughs> strange. And like some of them are doing it better than others. I think Conan is winning as far as presentation is concerned uh, in in all those. Uh, you put body seen. pillows in all the chairs? <laughs> no. Conan. If not, so- hey, someone's got to do it now. <laughs> Uh, Conan had a really candid, like long form chat with Adam Sandler and they live in the same neighborhood. And that was pretty entertaining. Uh, Adam Sandler apparently like yelled at an old lady neighbor of theirs for walking for like he's out walking the dog. And this old, like this old lady is is walking her dog, too. And the dog start is not on a leash and starts approaching his dog. And he's like, lady, put it on a leash. And the dog's coming over and she starts coming over and he just wants her to stay away because coronavirus and so he just ends up yelling at this old lady in the neighborhood and it's it's funny to get these kind of more candid just like we're having we're having a conversation kind of interviews now um Mm -hmm. where everything previously was significantly more uh my pr you know has said that i can say these things and now it, it is much closer to like British panel shows, you know, where like British panel shows, they'll say whatever. It doesn't fucking matter. They just talk and be themselves. And I feel like there hasn't been an outlet for American celebrities in popular media to do that because they're very tightly controlled by PR. And now this seems to be an opportunity for some of them to just talk very candidly. Yeah, Jimmy Kimmel had uh, Sam Samuel Jackson on his show and did the <laughs> stay the fuck home oh yes oh yeah yeah, yeah. Well, that was pretty good that, that whole interview is so weird because it's really a lot like what we're doing right now right. where it's like like samuel jackson was just in his like viewing room where he watches movies and and jimmy kimmel's on his fucking kitchen table <laughs> yep. and they're just like talking about random shit and it's just like what are you doing in this time right now like how have you been living with this and then obviously <laughs> stay the fuck home happened, which was brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, talking about yeah, Adam Sandler had that experience with an old lady out in the streets. Uh, I heard from my mother who was out walking that uh, she caught an old lady who had their garage door open and she was just walking by minding her own business. And this old lady gets like really defensive of her like open garage because it's stacked full of toilet paper. And she <laughs> thinks my mom's going to try and like rob her toilet paper. <laughs> Look, we're not to Mad Max yet. And, 
And my mom was just like, I'm just walking. Like, leave me the fuck alone. I don't care about your toilet paper. <laughs> Mad I'm just Max on my- the Thunderbowl. Yeah. <laughs> I'm imagining Mido from Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time, like blocking the little entrance to the. <laughs> but like, no, no, it, no. <laughs> it is. They were like the appropriately crazy person. Like from from what I was told, the toilet paper was stacked up like to the from the floor to the ceiling, like on every wall. Jesus Christ! I mean, yep. can, can you uh, can you report that now yet? I feel like we're getting to that. Point. Only if they're selling it. That's that they have to be yeah. selling it. If they're if they're price gouging and selling, then it's a problem. Um, they're and but if technically hoarding is legal, so yeah. <laughs> Though not, I mean, not necessarily now because restrictions have been put in place by the grocery stores. Uh, limits on these high. Right, items. but that's that's not a le- that's not a legality change. That's just the store saying we're limiting how much you can buy. Sure, sure. It isn't illegal for those people to buy a bunch of it. The stores just aren't letting them. Yeah. Um, the uh, another reason that uh, Conan is winning this new format is uh, since we were kind of put in this like pretty much right around St. Patrick's Day uh, was when we started seeing the first kind of cities and states closed down. Um, yeah. Conan did a uh, how to uh, stay sanitary during uh, St. Patrick's Day where he had someone pour some whiskey like Jameson over his hands while he was washing his hands for 20 seconds. <laughs> and then they uh, started pouring a box of uh, Lucky Charms over his hands while he was washing his hands for 20 seconds. And it was great. It was perfect. Conan, by far, in in my opinion, is handling the lack of an audience uh, best and producing the best content. Well, Conan, it makes sense. I feel like Conan's always been like a a tight heat between Conan and John Oliver right now. But in terms of creativity of what they do and how much they don't really give a fuck. (laughs) Yeah, But even John Oliver without an audience is heavily scripted. And yeah. uh, well, whereas Conan seems to like have an idea and then just shoot it, uh, you know, John Oliver is still definitely has his team of writers and he's obviously writing stuff himself. And then they're like they're sticking to their format just without an audience. Yeah, that's true. Um, whereas Conan's just like, well, hey, uh, this is this is where I live now. This is, you know, let's, I mean, Conan seems to be approaching it from the direction that a YouTuber with an idea would. That's cool. Which is why I love him because he's always been really fucking funny. Everyone else is still heavily scripted and scripted. What sucks is in the context of late night scripted means uh, writing with consideration for laughter breaks. And so you can see them deliver and instinctively wait and it feels awkward and it doesn't fit as a format on YouTube. Never mind that, like watch any YouTuber who is hilarious and who has been writing for YouTube. You can have scripted YouTube channels. You just can't write those beats. You can't write those moments. If you're used to being in front of an audience, you know, you're used to that immediate feedback and and things like that. And if you're waiting for it, it makes it awkward. But there are people- Unless you have a laugh track. (laughs) (laughs) Hey guys, can we get a laugh track here? Like, sorry. (laughs) 
<laughs> let's just laugh track it up. And, I was gonna say uh, I've got the the fucking pads on uh, on the yeah. soundboard. But right now I'm takes- using one of them uh, for the PC, so I can't use the pads. But I, f- I forget if I've ever brought this up before. But talking about you know like shitty canned laughter and laugh tracks and stuff like that. Ever tell you about the canned laughter on Space Station 13? Yeah, you it's an actual can, and when you the clown the clown opens it and he makes you chug it, and then your character just keeps laughing uncontrollably. <laughs> I'm willing to bet. So here's a fun fact: I'm willing to bet that um, Brooks probably knows this, but do you guys know where uh, the laugh track originated? No, Tyler. I feel like I've heard this fact before, but I've forgotten. Fran Drescher from The Nanny. Really? Yes. Uh, She was attacked in her home and uh, felt uncomfortable in front of an audience afterwards, understandably. And so they uh, that's where laugh tracks started Okay, Uh, was in order to keep those laugh beats, um, but still be able to perform to not an audience. And they've had canned laughter long before that, though. No, I mean, like, like I, oh, 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 right, 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 right. Fake. Oh, sorry, I was confusing live studio audience with canned right. laughter again. In you know, up up to that tastes point, like the real thing. Up to that point, <laughs> the uh, you know sitcoms and whatnot were always uh, performed in front of a live studio audience and, and didn't have to have a laugh track. Of course, I'm sure they probably scouted people. And actually, um, there is, there are unionized people who, um, are laugh seeds that have distinct laughs that, um, uh, productions will go out and hire and have them sit in the audience in order to, uh, seed the laugh. So someone who just has like a good belly laugh or something like that, aside from recording the laugh track, they hire all these kinds of people for recording the laugh track as well. But even in a live studio audience, in order to make sure that the laugh feel like grows and feels good, they buy they they hire plants. They hire people to put in the audience who can, you know, let out a, a strong guttural laugh or because laughing breeds laughing. We're social creatures. And so when we're around people who are laughing, we tend to laugh. I have, I have found my new dream job. My yeah. new dream job is this to be a, an audience laugher. <laughs> I'm a professional so, laugher. It's, but, it's so yeah, easy I, uh, to make I, me laugh. It's I, a will, real thing. I will do this immediately. Um, I'm looking for fucking Craigslist. Radio Lab did a, <laughs> did a whole right uh, episode on this kind of thing, <laughs> including covering the Fran Drescher thing and the origin of uh, the laugh track. And it's really fascinating. But uh, for these laughers, they'll usually like try and and hire people who uh, have a distinct laugh, something slightly unusual about their laugh. And so Fran Fran Drescher was obviously the first one hired. Yeah. (laughs) But no, like a good, strong guttural laugh or, or something like that. That'll get people around him going. And, and it kind of, it's, it's like a yawn, you know, like uh, you, you lack that uh, empathic response uh, if you don't yawn when others yawn, it's the same kind of thing as a laugh. A laugh is is something that, you know, is 
part of our evolution and a way to indicate that we're just joking. Like even mice laugh, fucking chimps laugh. Everyone, you know, every creature has some kind of like form of laughter in order to indicate, look, this isn't serious. I wonder if hippos laugh. Probably. Some form of laugh. (laughs) I only know what they sound like when they're hungry. Oh, God. hungry hippos! It's just a lot of smacking <laughs> plastic, clack, clack, right? Clack, clack. <laughs> <laughs> Laugh track. I finally watched uh, Tiger King. Yes. Are you going to be Joe Exotic for Halloween? Oh Christ! I, I oh, wonder please. if I could. Get his voice out. It's kind of like it's up here, and he's really proud, and he's got... No, it's not quite, but I'm sure no, I can work on it. You gotta have that, you gotta have that high, uh, like, <laughs> like, country draw a little bit. <laughs> that bitch Carol Baskins. That bitch Carol that bitch Baskins. Carol Baskins. My, uh, my roommate posted uh, probably my favorite meme to come out of the Tiger King thing. And it's two landscapes side by side, how the how everyone sees the world and how Joe Exotic sees the world. And there's just a ring in the top left corner of it because of his goofy ass eyebrow ring that droops (laughs) and is way too big. Yeah, I I don't get it. (laughs) I don't get it either. I, I don't I don't get a lot of what happened in that series. I don't get a lot of the people who are in that series. It's because you're not Florida man enough. I, I apparently am not. That is le- legitimately what that show is. Florida that is Florida Man, man the documentary. Yep. Except that is 100%. They're not in Florida. He's Oklahoma Man. Yes, yeah, whatever. Oklahoma but they're Florida Man. <laughs> <laughs> Flo- Flor- Florida Man has no borders. <laughs> Florida Man's not a place. It's it's what you have inside. Yeah. Welcome to the International Order of Florida. <laughs> Florida the Man is a, it's a, the International Fraternity of Florida Men. <laughs> it's a state of being, okay? It's transcendental. Uh, they, yeah. We, they, we, they don't, got, we don't they, cover they, dental. <laughs> They get little Shriner hats and drive around in the cars. <laughs> oh, man. Did, did you, they, they actually uh, interviewed Joe Exotic like two days ago. And like Netflix did like a follow up interview oh, really? with, with him. Yeah. And like they were just asking him how like things were going to be when he gets out. It was actually kind of an interesting interview. Like it was a very short, like minute long interview. He's but, in like, for first... like 26 years, isn't he? Or something like that. 22 years? It's been that long since we've been in quarantine. Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, no. We've been here the whole time. This is what 22 years of growth looks like on me. (laughs) This is what 22 years of growth looks like on me. Checks out. Checks Checks out. out. I'm just saying. (laughs) But yeah, like it was something like the first question was like, what are you going to be like when you get out of jail? He's like, well, I'm just going to be as crazy as I always have been or something like that. But then they asked him, like, like, except now I'm going to be famous. <laughs> right. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He'll be at the next, he'll be at the next comic con. He says oh. he's done. Oh, he's going to be. 
Oh, I'm getting an interview oh. or an interview uh, uh, autograph. I'm 100% going to <laughs> get Joe Exotic. We may autograph. as well get an interview, too. I mean, God knows yes! he's not going to say no. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's but do he, it. He might do a fat line of cocaine on camera, though. <laughs> Look, whatever, man. I don't fucking care. That'll be an interesting conversation. <laughs> even though even though it'll be clear that we're sitting in a house, he's going to whip out the cocaine and we're going to like, friendly reminder, the topless robot is filmed in international waters where this is not illegal. <laughs> uh, he has a, a house, prescription though. for that. This is just how he likes to take his antihistamines. <laughs> this he's... is my prescription cocaine, brother. <laughs> no, the, I mean, the, the best argument is, look, uh, they used to be addicted to cocaine, and now this is the only way they can take pills. That's actually just smushed up uh, Benadryl. <laughs> He uses his immortal pestle every day. So it's uh, same high. It's fun dip. Except that it's coke, and the, the little candy is a finger. Yes, but that's <laughs> just just like real life. <laughs> they were training us to be drug drug addicts the whole time. Pixie sticks, fun dip. We even used to snort pixie sticks in fucking grade school. <laughs> And they used to believe in birds as well. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that was that was definitely an interesting ride. Um, uh, the the series was well produced, very well produced. I, I struggle to root for anyone. Yeah, no, they're all pieces of shit. That that's why the show works. It's so great. That's the best part. Like. <laughs> That's what you gotta do. Everyone has to. When everyone's a villain, who do you root for? Except for that bitch, Carol Baskin. Carol Baskin. No, she totally killed her husband. Oh, 100%. Yeah. All the weird little interviews with her, like whenever they asked her about that, and just the little laugh she does at the at the beginning of every second. <laughs> the sardine oil thing made me laugh really hard. Yep. Yep. You'd have to do something really specific, like cover him in sardine oil. <laughs> yes. No, I. I died. I'm killed. You know, they're trying to say that I killed my husband. That's that. Ju- have you ever heard anything more ridiculous? By the way, know. if you ever actually did want to get a big cat to kill someone, you'd pro- or eat someone, you'd probably want to douse them in something that they like, like sardine oil. There you go. <laughs> also, I never did that. <laughs> like, so, while I do find it difficult to root for anyone in Tiger King, I am applauding Joe Exotic for how hard he trolled Carol Baskins. Like, to the, <laughs> to the point of doing the music video, hiring someone who looked exactly like her, and having her feed meat to the tigers <laughs> god bless you joe exotic uh, a true madman he got a little hey. over the line you know he, it started- he got what he wanted he did he got what he wanted he's yeah. now famous He's now famous, and the investigation on uh, Carol Baskin's uh, ex-husband is uh, reopened, so. Oh, man, and what if he was right? Right? 
this whole time. He's not just some crazy man shooting, you know, fucking things that he's calling Carol out in the wild. (laughs) He's dropping woke bombs on the people. (laughs) Just a carpeted woke bomb, brother. Then maybe he could uh, claim that his uh, attempt to have uh, Carol Baskins killed was self-defense. Because he knew what she was capable of. Hey, if it's all true, then that's a fair assessment. Also, can we talk for a second about the crazy other dude who seems to have his shit together? That the the Don Don dude or whatever the fuck his name is, uh, oh. who is actually creating a cult. Oh, the uh, the, the, the what uh, the fuck, Doc Bhagavan? There has not been enough. Like all, everything's. Dealing with, okay, look how Joe Exotic is fucking crazy. Yes, Carol Baskins definitely killed her husband. None of the memes have have anything to do with this guy who is forming a sex cult. What the fuck? Yeah, but how mild-mannered is he? Very oh, mild mannered. That's yeah, why. He's not he's, he's not very, saying anything outrageous enough. He's he very normal. trained. He's very yes. trained. Because yeah, when he's they hiding ask it. Him, when they ask him loaded questions, he says outright, uh, I could tell you exactly what I think, but I know. Like, that kind of stuff. Like, uh, I know what you're digging for, and you're not going to get it. Yeah. That's why there's no memes. He's uh, he's too careful. Yeah. And yet they interview the girl who was like who got out of the sex cult, and she's just like, yeah, <laughs> it was a pretty well-known thing that if you had sex with him, you got got places that you wanted to go. <laughs> and I, the whole I don't understand the, the running concept of the uh, you know exotic animals lure women to have sex with you. Apparently, all cat people are crazy. Is pretty much what I'm getting from this entire document. Like, I know even way the more not people crazy who ones. would fuck someone to pet a sloth than to to pet a baby tiger. <laughs> And thus Ryan's new idea for a, a sloth zoo was born. <laughs> twenty years yeah, down you the know? line, we'll have twenty years down the line, we're gonna have sloth king starring Ryan. <laughs> How are we gonna feed Ryan to the sloths though? They won't eat him. <laughs> no, no, they'll just do it slowly. <laughs> <laughs> Just one finger at a time. Starting with that that raised pinky right there, Ryan. (laughs) Look, look, just because we're in quarantine doesn't mean I I lose all of my classy features. Is that a Coors Light? (laughs) No, who do you think he is? Him or me? Yes. Because this is a Mike Hess grapefruit IPA. It is delicious. And Mike Hess is uh, very unique in that when you open the top of the can, you open the top of the can. It's the so open mic, brother. You actually get a lot a lot of nose as a part of that. As yes, to, you can smell the tannins. No, it's, uh, <laughs> Come on, man. Like, it, you've, it, if you've drank something that's good uh, in a bottle or in a can versus in a glass, you know that the reason that the glass is there is to improve your, like, increase your nose's, you know, uh, use in that drinking experience. 
And so, so what, uh, yeah, like getting a so lot what you're more saying no is you, you can't really shotgun it. <laughs> Actually, I argue that this would definitely shotgun well because you just poke into the sign and then take the whole top off. So it's a good story about how they have those too. The uh, the actual can lid manufacturer got put out by uh, a natural disaster. I think it was a flood. So he just went to his soup lid manufacturer and said, "Can you make lids for my beer cans?" <laughs> really? And yep. Great. Yep. And that's and that's it. And now now he just kept it. He's got the open mic going on. You can just rip that thing off, and it's just a whole open mouth on the can. And so what you're saying fucking is fucking outstanding. So what you're saying is when you open up a can of Mike Hess whoop ass, you're opening up the whole can of Mike Hess whoop ass. No. <laughs> I already said it's called the open mic. It's literally printed on the can. <laughs> um, but honestly, uh, like I've had, I've bought some, like New Belgium did a series of beers uh, in partnership with Ben and Jerry. And uh, if you drank them straight from the bottle, they were okay. They were fine. But there's only so much of that uh, flavor that you can put into that before it's just not a beer. And so a lot of the sweetness lives in the nose. So those beers are drastically different when drank through a glass and drank from a glass as opposed to drinking out of the beer because like my nose is not engaged in this at all so it's entirely relying on my taste buds to you know give me that flavor profile I'm just saying, you have to pour it through one of your nostrils and just let it come through your palate I'm just saying if you think about that sentence enough you realize that Joe Exotic might be right about his lifestyle <laughs> <laughs> Live life, live life through the nose, brother. I love the taste, smell of cocaine. <laughs> the smaced the, the as, as, as it were. Dan's Joe Exotic might be better than all of ours. I'm not sure Probably. if he's seen the show. I've never actually heard his voice. <laughs> it is a comical voice. Uh, look, you've seen the face. Uh, I've seen the face. Yes. Uh, I don't know if the voice fits the face. I was going to say he may sound exactly the way you expect, but no, no, not necessarily. It's like take take a stereotypical country boy accent, go up four octaves, and then add a list, and that's pretty much what yep. you got. <laughs> Yeah. Understandable. <laughs> and that voice that everyone right now listening to the podcast in uh hearing that in your head right now, if you have not seen Tiger King, that is exactly what it sounds yeah. like. <laughs> uh another, don't see Tiger King. Another thing that I don't uh see people uh talking about enough is uh him uh saying you can fill your cart with as much meat as you want. You get up to the to the to the cashier and it comes up declined. They can't put that back on the shelf, so we go out back and we we pick it up out of the dumpsters. So like they you, would, you have to shake the camera when you when you're saying that. <laughs> <laughs> but it was you know he'd get expired meat 
and uh, would force them to have to throw out meat, which seems weird to me. Like it, it seems odd to me the idea that if you get to the cash register with prepackaged meat, like pe- meat that was packaged on site to the cash register and you can't pay for it, they can't reshelf that. I've never heard of that before. Right. Um, no, I haven't either. I think I remember that being a thing at Target, actually. Really? Uh, yeah, because if, if it's cold... Does Target and... have uh, yeah, meat Tar- that they package on site? Oh, on site, I don't know. But we definitely had to throw away the stuff that was cold that you brought up, as, as long as it wasn't like liquid or whatever. Really? Yeah. So if they came up with, like, fucking... Johnsonville brats, whatever. Frozen Johnsonville brats, they they come up to the cash register, they can't pay for it. Those Johnsonville brats will not make it back to the shelf. No, nah, because if they defrost, then there's a chance of them being uh like being contaminated and you sell that to you defrost it and then you refrost it, then you sell that to somebody and they get like meat or get Food poisoning meat or something. Poisoning. Meat poisoning. <laughs> They've got the meat, brother. The vegans were right all along. <laughs> that's you know what that's I my, meant. That's my my new pickup line. Hey, girl. <laughs> you want some meat poisoning? <laughs> Is that how you're going to get people And pepper sauce? spray. <laughs> <laughs> That's my new grindcore band name. What are you talking Meat about? Meat poison. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, you won't, be, uh, you won't be pepper sprayed at all if you bring a sloth into the picture. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> if I approach her with a sloth on me and I just go, hey, hey baby. <laughs> Check out my sloth. Also, you want some meat poisoning? <laughs> <laughs> That's stupid. <laughs> so, so yeah, uh, Joe Exotic is fucking bonkers. Uh, definitely recommend it to people. Uh, our boy, our boy in blue, uh, saw an early release on this past Tuesday. Uh, oh, Sonic yeah. the Hedgehog, uh, as most of the studios have been releasing stuff that's already in theaters or early releasing stuff that is destined for video. Uh, Sonic saw an early release uh, this past Tuesday, and uh, it's just as fun as I remember from uh, when we went to see it in the theater. Um, God so bless Jim long Carrey. Ago. Uh, watched the outtakes or deleted scenes, and I thought original design Sonic was nightmare fuel. <laughs> Their previs <laughs> renders are nightmare fuel. Like good Wait. lord. It's 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 bad. It's bad. It's bad. It's like I need it, to see this. It's like watching a um prototype for the very first ever 3D Sonic the Hedgehog. It is scary stuff. So I like, need to see this. Yeah, it's it's chunky. It's bad. Like so, you know, with all 3D video uh, uh, films, they do previs. So they do low, you know, uh, low poly renders uh, of things uh, to pre-visualize the scene and and stuff like that. So a lot of these deleted scenes only have previs available. So yeah, it's 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 interesting and terrifying. 
I want to see the Sonic the Hedgehog butthole edition, okay? <laughs> I was gonna make that joke, Brooks, you son of a bitch! <laughs> Further evidence that Tyler and Brooks are the same person. <laughs> I mean, have you ever actually seen us in the same room? I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> the Probably the most interesting deleted scene stuff was uh, at some point that owl that we see very briefly that owl caretaker that we see very very briefly at the beginning of the film was originally going oh. to carry over into earth and oh. so when he comes over to earth he comes to earth with her and uh, part of the reason that he's sheltered is that he's just with her and uh kind of his caretaker or her care- caretaker until he gets to be about 16 years old when she dies on Earth. Uh, so that, I think, actually would have fleshed out the character a little bit better. Because, like, we get little toddler Sonic having fun, you know, and then all of a sudden a bunch of echidnas, like, try and kill everybody and uh, succeed in killing the owl and he escapes to Earth. Fast forward 16 years. You know, like if we kept that common that that person that we've established as caretaker to point of death and now he starts getting lonely and restless, that makes a little bit more sense. I I kinda like what they did in the movie though, like the idea of just going absolutely insane because he's been alone for the majority of his life. Right, but maybe it's because I now identify it. But like realistically, in 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 the film as distributed timeline, that means that he's been alone for what probably eleven years. Alone like that. And like you want to talk about fucking losing your mind after like two weeks, three weeks of quarantine. You know, like eleven years. That's yeah, I would, I would die. My OC is as strong already. or as powerful as Sonic. Okay, <laughs> I'm going. <laughs> oh man, yeah, I that that would have added something to the film for sure. But I think they wanted to shorten the runtime. Otherwise, yeah. the movie would have been too slow. And as we know with Sonic, you gotta go fast. Yes. You're too slow. <laughs> Ryan saw that joke from way too far away. <laughs> it approached me at a very, very slow speed. Um, <laughs> I'm, speaking I, of other things that... Oh, sorry, go ahead. I, I just wanted to reiterate that uh, after rewatching, because obviously I pre-ordered it, uh, after rewatching uh, the movie, I'm I'm excited to see how they establish lore because we I mean so spoiler well, he's, he's dated his brother spoiler guys uh, tiles uh, tiles tails shows tiles up. yeah I'm doing great tails shows up. T- tiles prower tiles prower <laughs> uh, tails shows up uh, at the you know post credits thing that's great um and shows that they want to develop this world more i'm curious to see 
it, it just makes me excited and curious to see where and how far they're going to take this. Are we going to see an introduction of Chaos Emeralds? Are we going to see, you know, these kind of elements of the game like really flesh out in in narrative fashion? Are we going to get Shadow? <laughs> oh, Christ. Are we going to get fucking Robosonic? Are we going to get, oh, you know... Oh, God. Uh, uh, hang on there a second. Okay, it's Metal Sonic, yeah, no, first that's of fine. all. That's fine. <laughs> Are we going to get... Uh, Did you just Brady Bunch sigh it. and look above you, Dan? <laughs> you just get it. <laughs> just, I just sighed. <laughs> But there was an upward glance, and it was delightful. <laughs> it really was. And I know that Dan did not mean that to be that way, but... <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> it's canon now. Dan yeah. likes Brady Bunch. It was just the pure, unadulterated shame. <laughs> For reference, if you want to do that uh, in the future, Brooks is up and to your left. You're down there. For you, I am directly below you for everybody else. Uh, Brooks, you uh, he is down I and to your know. right. We're all on different... So different if I like reach up through here, can I choke him? <laughs> Getting close. <laughs> See? Brooks, what you should have done is like taking your other hand... <laughs> Come over from the side. <laughs> so, um, oh, go another on. thing that got early released, uh, Onward, the new Pixar movie. Oh, that's movie, right. It's now on Disney Plus. On Disney Plus, as of I think today or yesterday, right? It was uh, yeah, Friday, actually. Friday, April third. Uh, how have you guys seen it? I have not seen it, but it is available already, which is super weird considering that movie literally came out uh, less than a week before all of this started going down. It's yeah. like, I've heard, I've heard very good things. It's a great, a it's a Pixar great movie. movie. It's a very, very good movie. I like it quite a bit. Yeah. I thoroughly, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Lots of D and D in it. Um, it is, it is very, very good. Uh, it is, um, uh, Spider-Man and Star-Lord and they are brothers. brothers. Yeah. <laughs> In a van. Brothers. Uh, Down it's great. by the river. It's absolutely great. Uh, they did a really good job. Uh, lots of nerdy D&D stuff. Uh, it, yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's a whole lot of fun. It's a fucking Pixar movie. Like, what do you expect? You know, it's it's great. It's great. I, I can't say anything bad about it. You should do that. Speaking of nerdy things, uh, today is the is the date that we make contact with the Vulcans in Star Trek. So today is the contact day. Everyone. Today, well, uh, this is the day of the month, but that's not until like twenty sixty seven or something. Okay, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. I'm I was so say, used to otherwise, catching up on the Blade Runner date and the fucking, you know, Back to the Future date. I thought that we had caught up on the on the first contact date. Oh no. Well, if we actually make it to that date, uh, I will uh, wish you all happy appointment day when we still haven't contacted anyone from outer space, and the world will be no better. <laughs> yep. Nice. Um, 
Speaking of dates, I feel like we need we need to come up we need we need to start brainstorming right now the name of the new national holiday that's going to come about when all of the quarantine stuff is over. There needs to be a national holiday. This when when we get out of this in months time, whoever knows, there needs to be a national holiday. We have to have a name for it. So obviously that holiday is going to have to be celebrated through huge social gathering. A hundred percent. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Like we gotta come up with names. I came up with Emergence Day, but apparently that's from fucking Gears of Gears War. Gears of War. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I feel like we can reclaim that did from you, Gears of War. <laughs> did you like have this conversation with Kalis, and he was like, "Yo, Gears of War." I had this conversation with somebody. You you cut out hardcore there. Oh, <laughs> okay. yeah. We could we could really piss off Firefly fans and call it Unification Day. Oh God, please! <laughs> I mean, it's I don't not think like that, that would piss off Fire. I don't think that that would piss off Firefly fans. It's, it's yeah, give give them anything Firefly related now, and you'll make them happier. So. <laughs> Reunification date. There's not going to be any more. The date of which we still have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> the reality we live in is we have no idea when it will be safe to be out and about again and among other people again. That's be normal. Weird. It is weird. Um uh still back to the topic of movies. Uh we have seen the delay of Morbius. Everything. Morbius and Ghostbusters Afterlife have been mm-hmm. delayed to 2021. I wish Ghostbusters would just be laid to rest. Just let it be. I don't know, man. Afterlife actually looks decent. Like, <laughs> it looks pretty good. It's got Finn Wolfhard in, Wolfhard in it, and, and he's great. And I like the the direction that they're coming from. Uh, the trailer shows promise. So I'm not willing to poo-poo it just yet, because I enjoy mm. the universe a great deal. Poo-poo. I mean, I don't like, but I'm in the I'm in the boat of I don't even think it needed a second movie. Like there could have just been one Ghostbusters two as well. Vigo the Carpathian. I don't know, man. Just it it would have been a nice like cult classic film. Would have been okay. I agree. It didn't. It didn't. It didn't need the extra installments, and it wasn't like. And none of the films, as far as I'm concerned, were at all, like, great movies. I don't know why people were like, uh, the first Ghostbusters, one Ghostbusters pretty... is sacred! Like, it was okay, it was good. It nah. wasn't, like, fucking incredible. The first one is pretty, pretty outstanding. Like, I think we, if, if you say so. I think we need to have a new uh, segment where Dan reviews popular movies and just puts, <laughs> puts fans in their place. <laughs> I don't know if it was like uh, a citizen. <laughs> I don't know if it was just like my childhood had animated Ghostbusters, had the real Ghostbusters, oh, um, real Ghostbusters. And uh, so like because I was even too young to really appreciate the Ghostbusters films when they came out. Um, I was not alive. <laughs> uh, yeah, was I. yeah, I was gonna Neither say, was I. I don't know that any of you were. <laughs> um, 
Finally, uh, something, so something before me. Oh. Yeah, yes, I was born in 89. Um, the only one uh, aside from me born in the 80s, yeah? I was born in the 80s. Yeah, you are the only one aside from me who was born in the oh, 80s. Oh, yeah. Yeah, God, listen with your ears. You have those headphones on. <laughs> what? Is, is this how they work? Uh, but uh, the uh, I feel like the animated series that came out was like more targeted to my generation, my youth, and it made me fall in love with those characters and then revisiting the movie. And so it has because of the cartoon for me has a solid nostalgia foundation. I just love the movie. I watched it when I was a kid. It was a great movie. <laughs> I love Bill Murray. <laughs> right. Right. Of course. As everyone does. Yeah. If Bill Murray is in a movie, there is a 99% chance that I'm going to enjoy it. <laughs> I should call that random number that, that he has that you have to leave a voicemail and pitch an idea to in order to get him to do anything. <laughs> you have you guys heard about this? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. You can make that a, like a quick mini podcast or mini, yeah. or mini uh, YouTube video. Or just- I just... I just love how crazy he is that he, he'll just do anything and he doesn't care. You know, that's that's the type of rich person I would be. Like, if oh, now I don't absolutely. have to care. Like, I'm rich. I literally don't have to care about anything anymore. So uh, I'll go serve as a bartender at some big party and just whenever someone yes. orders something, I'll give them a tequila shot. <laughs> that's what I was going to reference. I saw this great footage of him, like championing some you know uh all-female band that sounded great in a fucking basement show like he was basically (laughs) their roadie he showed up with them and was it was there like shaking a fucking you know uh like it was nuts it's it's nuts that he's just oh well bill murray's here okay that's just a thing he just gets to live the life that he enjoys. Like he he has enough resources that he just gets to be happy all the time. It's great. Yeah, <laughs> and and the and the choices vary from day to day. Yes, yes, and that. But that's what makes him even better. Like he didn't just choose one thing to hold himself up and do. Like he's just making weird experiences for himself <laughs> and everyone around him, which is the best thing you can do. Like, and yet he made Lost in Translation. Well, Lost you know, in Translation is so good, and I disagree with you if you hated that movie. Love some that movie. sins can be forgiven. So I love that movie. That's a great movie. There, it's problematic in translation. Because it was lost. <laughs> problematic. <laughs> no, it, it, it does fall back on a lot of stereotyping uh and and shit like that uh i think that um the underlying concept of uh two foreigners in a foreign land commiserating with each other and finding uh solace and comfort uh in each other's company uh is something that can be portrayed without being judgmental of a culture got the idea that it was judgmental i thought i got the idea that it was coming from the lens of someone who has no idea what they're doing and they're both flawed characters 
that don't really get what's happening. Like you have to look at it through the lens of what those characters are. Like sure, Bill Mur- Bill Murray's character was kind of a dick a little bit. Yeah, like, yeah. What's the what's the distinction? Is the writing ignorant or are the characters written be ignorant? That's the difference. In my opinion, were written to be ignorant. It wasn't that the movie was passing judgment. It was that the characters were passing judgment. Yeah. And so when it comes to things like that, I uh, am fully in the camp of uh, it's not my culture. And so I'm not the one to decide whether it's offensive or not. Oh, um, no. But I when I that. see people of that culture uh, saying that they find it offensive, I know why they find it offensive. Okay. No, that's fair. But I, I feel like that was the effect that they were going for. It was like they were both very flawed characters that were not supposed to be seen as good guys or bad guys. It was just supposed to display exactly the feelings that these characters were feeling in this area, in this sure. in this exact scene. And and that's what made them that, that like it was it was not supposed to be like oh this is how you should feel it was just how they do feel if that makes sense right but a lot of plot is kind of predicated on the on culture shock like just the core element of culture shock and yeah. because it's being told from the point of view of Americans that culture shock is you know, like regardless of whether it's the voice of a character or the voice of the auteur, uh, it it can be a little judgmental and stereotypical. So I, okay. I understand where a lot of the offense the offense come comes from. I think the writing was great. I think Sofia Coppola's uh, directing was great, uh, but I also understand why. No, I get that. I didn't really connect with the characters personally. That's, that's why I don't like the movie. Yeah. Because they were assholes. They both sucked. <laughs> but it, it's, it's like I'm not going to get that kind of like opportunity. You know what I mean? At least at least right. in the foreseeable future where right. it's like, oh, well, you know, i got to find myself like stuck in a country. In another country, someplace for you know weeks on end. I'm a celebrity pawning whiskey, or I'm a famous photographer's girlfriend. Uh, the uh, do you not see yourself being either of those things in the future? <laughs> not sh- not chilling, uh, not chilling whiskey. I don't drink. <laughs> 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 so you mean also me. with uh, with with how frequently and viscerally the Japanese make fun of other people's cultures for like slapstick jokes. I don't really care if they get made fun of either. <laughs> <laughs> so we so, literally get called the cheeseburger country. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we kind of deserve to fair, it too, though. We are the cheeseburger country. <laughs> Cheeseburgers. Uh, how God can we be? It. How can we be the cheeseburger country when uh, cheeseburg is in Germany? I hate. You. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you so much. Ah, uh, that one felt good. That was. You know what? Why do I hate you? I do the same thing. <laughs> I, I will. I will not cast stones in the in glass houses. <laughs> <laughs> But I will shoot my t-shirt gun, though. 
Boom. Also, I agree. We do deserve to be called the cheeseburger country, but I always revel in cultures making fun of each other. I think it's hilarious. Like, sure. I, I have always thought that's hilarious and will never stop thinking it's hilarious. Right. Uh, Even I, if someone threatens to break my legs because I'm problematic, like, whatever, dude. <laughs> break my legs, I'll still laugh. <laughs> okay. Uh, we've got you on record as saying, break my legs, I'll still Not- laugh. Not while you're breaking my legs, but I'll continue to laugh at your culture after you've broken my legs, is what I'm saying. Like Dan finds While you're breaking my legs, I will scream in agony, yes. So um one takeaway we can take away from this entire podcast is Dan finds pain funny. Beat up Dan as much as you can. Uh, when you I, see I, Dan I do, I do public, find pain funny. When you do, when you see Dan in public, uh, make sure to not only make fun of Dan, but uh, break his legs. Yeah, just break my legs, dude. <laughs> Take a crowbar to his knees; he'll be fine. He might laugh at you for it. So I can still drink on crutches, brother. Um, Let's get some shitty cup holders. <laughs> no, dude, I'm just gonna drink it. I'm imagining cup holders on crutches, and how horrible an idea that is. No, no you you have to put them on like a, a gyro. Yeah, like a gyro, so it's like free floating and it's always facing straight up. Uh, on the topic of video games, um, Final Fantasy VII uh, Remake comes out at the end of this week. It is out on April 10th. Square Enix has issued a number of uh, updates uh, throughout this because they clearly understand how ahead of this they need to get. Because there have been probably three or four uh like major updates with regard to distribution that Square has done in the past few weeks. And it sounds like they may be late getting the game to distributors, but uh, they have started shipping everything a week early. So uh, they have asked that people who do receive their, their copy of the game early to not spoil it because they made significant changes to uh, the game and story and and things like that. Um, Maybe it'll actually be good this time. Hey, hey. (laughs) Don't you... mm -mm, mm. You gonna do? Come to my house and kick my ass? You gonna break my legs? Huh? (laughs) I'm gonna stop playing Risk of Rain with you, fucker. Um, The... uh, uh, Fight, 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 virtual fight, virtual fight, social distancing fight. I'm in my idle animation. You haven't even seen my final form. (laughs) And Dan's in his idle animation too, which is no animation at all. It's just anger. (laughs) It's just grouchy old man face. That's it. I need no fighting stance. (laughs) He's the shapeless one. I'm the guy who lets you hit me in the face then calls you a little bitch. (laughs) I I am bleeding. That means I am the victor. (laughs) So uh, they started shipping out uh, the... uh, So, like, I pre-ordered direct through Square Enix. Um, Mm -hmm. They started shipping those orders out a week early. 
and then their stuff to distributors, they can't guarantee the delivery date. So some people may end up uh, being late in being able to play and, and things like that. But they are there. They under it's interesting to watch a company as big as Square Enix uh, have a full grasp on how important a specific release is to their fan base. Um, I have seen all too frequently uh, companies who are not as transparent as Square Enix has been through this with things that are highly anticipated and then suffer the backlash when they fail to deliver. And so it's been especially interesting that Square Enix of all the companies is the one who's really being super communicative and transparent about what may delay your ability to play this game. You know, like I I feel like the last time that we saw this kind of transparency was when Nintendo said, look, we're starting this new Metroid prime game over. Mm -hmm. Well, I feel like a lot of companies are getting that way. Like, are starting to get that way now, especially because uh, games have kind of been our way to get through this in a right. lot of fashion. So, and which I, don't need, of, I don't need games, I need fitness. Pure fitness. <laughs> <laughs> but even with that, though, like, we've also seen a few games get pushed back. Like, Last of Us 2 is now. Last of Us 2 later. And, uh,. And that hasn't even been rescheduled. <laughs> Which is and surprising. I feel like there's got to be another reason besides just the, like, how far along were they that they can't do this? At- <laughs> yeah. And especially considering, like, uh, for that type of work, um, the only stuff that you would have to be in office for are uh uh audio stuff you know like theoretically you would not have uh not even necessarily voice acting but certainly voice acting but like even um uh like environment building uh audible you know uh environment building um i can't necessarily assume that any of the people who they have uh working for them Uh, to build those auditory environments um, have the necessary equipment at home because that uh, in making a game that arguably takes up the most resources. Like, you know, it's basically you have to have an incredibly capable home studio in order to do that, especially for a triple A title. As far as everything else about that game, that's code. Texture building, fucking uh, everything else is code and computers. You've got a computer at home. You can do that from home. I'm a programmer. I'm I'm working from home. You know, like that's all stuff that can be done at home. The only what? stuff that can't really necessarily is the stuff that relies on, you know, uh, high grade equipment. Well, then also there's I mean, with how they've been doing Last of Us with the uh, motion sensing and the actual acting out the scenes that makes me wonder if there were a lot of... I would uh, assume they've got to have that shit done by now. 
Yeah. That's the only other thing that would would require you to be in a studio of some sort. Right. So that's no, I, I just I have a mocap suit here at the no. <laughs> <laughs> That just if makes you me wonder. owned a mocap suit, you would just wear it every single day. <laughs> you can't really see me. Right now, I am a small leprechaun. <laughs> you cut out, so I have no idea what, what I actually am. <laughs> Audience, fill in the blanks with your own imagination. It's topless <laughs> robot libs. <laughs> oh, can we do that? Just have a full episode where we're just like mouthing words and then oh, have God. people submit ideas that of what we're terrible. saying. terrible. <laughs> let's, let's just do an episode of just regular Mad Libs. <laughs> we're just taking I played Pictionary with people. I played Pictionary with, with, with people on, um, uh, on, uh, uh, I think uh, it was oh. Zoom. We'll play, we'll play Mad Libs with, uh, with our audience at some point. I, I'm super down for that. I would be too. I think that, like last week when I did the uh, the uh, 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 Jackbox party pack, I think that'd be really fun to have like a topless robot play his top uh, Jackbox party pack and just have that'd be fun. Yeah, random, we could do that. People join in if they want to. We could definitely do that. So, Sounds drinking. Yes. All right. Um, we have gotten to the end of the podcast. Uh, and I'm trying to uh, find an ask Reddit for us to address. Uh, ask Reddit. And I, I feel like this is probably uh, something that's that's right along our, our lines. All right. What's a friendlier alternative to fuck you? Step off. Step off. Step off. Step off. Friendly alternative to fuck you. Forget you. <laughs> I mean, my usual insider are just repeating a very like casually dismissive like. That's nice, or very cool, like over and over and over very again. Very cool. Very cool. I was going to um, say, like, cool story. Cool story. <laughs> yeah, uh, kind of my version of cool story, uh, uh, though I don't mean to tell anyone that anytime I've said this, I've been actually been saying fuck <laughs> you. Uh, it's all in the tone. Uh, right on. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> right on. Now I know it. Now I realize that Ryan actually fuck. It's his favorite Pokemon too. <laughs> but no, like, you know, uh sometimes it's uh and I guess now that I think about it, I probably ended up oh uh Dustin chimes in neat. Yeah. <laughs> um now that I think about this, I probably got right on from the old anti-flag song, Right On. Where it's just kind of like, you know, right on is not taken seriously. It's just right on, right on. Head on, applied directly to the forehead. Head on, <laughs> applied directly to the forehead. <laughs> Right on. <laughs> and on that note, that's going to end it for this episode of the Topless Robot Podcast. Thank you so much for watching and or listening. Everybody be safe. Remain indoors. Do not panic. Bye. We'll see you right next on. week. Bye.
Bye. Very cool.